The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Messy Mike. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. As always, I am joined by Messy Mike today via possibly a Hawaiian tropical island. You like that? That is nice. Look at you. Where's the coconut and the umbrella and a, a couple hula girls? Let's get this party started. No, I should have really played with it. But, you know, with everything that's going on, figure, why not? Nice. You know. How'd they allow you on a plane with all this stuff going on? You can leave the country. Uh, secretly. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. PJ in it. Oh, private jet. I see how you roll. Yeah. Nice. So, what's going on? Nothing. How you holding up? Oh, not bad. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kind of sucks. It's getting a little old fast. Oh, yeah. But, For you know, sure. We're doing what we're doing. And, uh, uh oh. Know. Yep. Guess what? <laughs> Guess <laughs> what, everybody? Yeah. Oh, you can even hear that, huh? The phone yeah. rang in the middle of the show. Mike owes everyone a beer. Yep. Yeah, the good thing is I got a nice um, uh, dehydrator coming to me, so. Oh, yes, you were telling me about that yesterday. Yeah, it's a 10-shelf um, uh, uh, dehydrator from a company called Meat. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully start making some beef jerky soon. Nice, because we know you got some time on your hands. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is getting rough. This is getting old real quick. Yeah. This whole staying home, you know, luckily, you know, I'm still, I still got to go in every day, but man, some of the calls I'm taking there, it's like, my mailman doesn't have gloves on. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. We're not mandated to wear them. (laughs) You know, we can, we can hold your mail for you if you want. If you don't want it, we'll hold it till it's, this is all over. But we can't make them wear the glove or the mask or two gloves, whatever. Some of them might do the old Michael Jackson style, but hey, to each his own. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Dave, is Mike recording from his bathroom? <laughs> the dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You got anything else you want to add? Or no, you want to get into this? Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today... All the way from Chicago, Illinois, um, of the rubs and sauces you might know of Pork Mafia, the one and only Phil Wingo. Phil, you can you hear us, brother? Awesome to be here. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. No problem. Thank you guys for asking. So, Phil, I always start off by asking our guests, how did your barbecue journey start so how did you you know did you grow up with it with relatives or you know how'd you get into the barbecue world i got into barbecuing uh i uh was always cooking in the backyard ended up changing professions from construction work 
to catering and kind of just rolled into barbecue and getting involved in the food industry. Uh, I got into catering through tailgate parties, through, you know, football games, baseball games, taking people to some events and cooking for them. Nice, nice. So actually, with the, with the, with the football, we already know that, that answer, you know, bear yeah. down. But we'll go baseball. We uh, we White Sox or we the Cubbies? I am White Sox, South Side. Atta boy. Uh, uh, yes. Nice. Yeah, you do, you do a lot about tailgating for the um, football games. So I used to, that used to be the, my main business for a little while. Um, my nice dad had rented motorhomes and we had 10 motorhomes that we, we would rent out. And uh, as it developed, guys would say, hey, you know, we need a driver or we need food. So it kind of just rolled into a catering business through doing that. And as a catering developed, of course, I got into a couple of barbecue contests, um, got fortunate enough to uh, not win grand championship of a, a Pacific contest, but, a, you know, first place in a couple of categories as we went through the, the years. And uh Love doing contests, but contests has got took a, a kind of turn, you know, got to be where everybody was doing it and everybody's got their own sauce and rub. So I kind of looked at it as uh, uh, after a few years, you know, too many things that, uh, got into barbecue contests. So I kind of broke away from the contest. I still love doing contests, but just don't get out there as often. Thanks. Now, how did you, uh, so how did you get into the, the sauces and rubs? I mean, you know, you started- so in 2013, I had uh, a partner who was a research and development chef, mm-hmm. and he'd asked me to start a business. And uh, so right away, we had 11 restaurant customers. Um, and then a year into it, he said, hey, I want to buy you out. And he ended up never giving me any money and kind of jerked me around. And I went to every customer at that point and said, Hey, I'm starting over. Uh, let's just keep going forward. So I had all of them come back with me except one. And that guy now is out of business. He had three restaurants at the time and now is closed. So for me, it was just a little bit of karma coming back. But uh, we now service about 40 restaurants with their rubs or our rubs. We do do custom rubs. Uh, it's not all of it selling our recipes. We will do a custom recipe. Now, are you developing the recipes yourself? Right so now? we develop the recipes. If the if the restaurant doesn't have their own, uh, we'll get a sample of what they're using. A lot of them don't even know what they're using. They'll say, oh, this is what we buy from Cisco or U.S. Foods. Uh, but they, a lot of them don't like it, so they'll add, tell me what they want to add to make it better, to make it their own. Uh, and I'll have the lab make a sample for them, let them test it, and then tell me what they want to change in percentages. Like, I want 20% more garlic or 30% more pepper. So we'll just adjust that till we get it to where they want it. And once they say they like it, then I can price it out. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, Phil... Do you, you know, I, I also love, I love asking this question with the guys who make their own stuff. You know, are, are you like a mad scientist on the weekends and the evenings on your, you know, coming up with stuff? Or do you have like a base uh, flavor profile you start with and then, you know, move up or down depending on where you want to go with an idea? Uh, 
depending on where we're going with it. Like uh, some one of my new seasonings is the Biztec Mafia, which is a Mexican skirt steak seasoning. It's not spicy itself, but it has that deep aracha flavor. And uh, if you want some uh, spicy, you just add some jalapenos to it. Now, do you do like a straight jalapeno powder or how do you get So there is that? those powders and all those things can be thrown in on any of them. Uh, the main thing is if people are trying to do their seasoning is have somewhere to sell it before you start thinking you're going to sell it. Because uh, it's sad to say 60% of the time guys want to do it, do it. And then can't sell their product just because they're not a salesman. Right. Now, what's the um, what's the minimum batch that you require? For, like, so for ours, it's four cases. Uh, of course, it's a volume type business. So four mm-hmm. cases, eight cases, 12 cases. A pallet load is 40 cases. Of course, is where you're going to get your best price. Yep. Okay. Nice. And what are you, if you're doing? You're doing bulk. You're doing five-pound bags. You're doing... Uh, on my own pounds. flavors, I do 10 pound bags, so 40 mm-hmm. pound case, four bags in a case. Yep. A lot of places just do 50 pounds in one big bag. Um, in New York, uh, one of my customers is Pig Beach Barbecue. Um, so they're one of the New York area restaurants that I service. Nice. And I see, so uh, looking at you know your Facebook stuff and, and you know, um, seeing you driving, are you doing a lot of those deliveries yourself or are you like just going to so see in customers? The, in the Great Lakes area, I will deliver most of those items myself. Uh, I was starting to get a lot of customers over in Detroit. So uh, I've been heading over there at least once a month, uh, taking products back and forth. I also have uh, started selling coffee uh, through a distributor in Detroit. That's uh, where I get my coffee. So I, whenever I go there, I usually take some seasonings and I'm bringing coffee back. Nice. Now, I, 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 I did see a post from you this, t- um, I think it was this morning. It was definitely today. Um, you, you, you're making pork mafia masks. Yes, I don't have one yet, but we got our, we got our mask ready uh, for when it's coming mandatory is what I hear it's coming to. So we figured we'd, We'd get ahead of the game and get already get them. So uh, one of our restaurants that we service, uh, his other business is uh, apparel. So he jumped on this uh, Monday, started making these masks, and he's just hooked on the ears. So we got them up on our website now, and uh, we'll see. Maybe I have to order more already. <laughs> is that um, Greg with the Culinary Chicago, the yes. Culinary Chicago Kitchen? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Nice side business. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's his main business. So, but uh, yes. uh, the food was their secondary. But uh, they're great. They're great people over there. Yeah, we had them on the show a couple episodes ago. Um, now, you know, with everything that's going on, like, how is that affecting you? You, you know, are you be able. Are you doing <coughs> stuff? Are you just, you know, kind of developing new products right now? So most of our restaurants um, were doing takeout. I think I only had two restaurants closed, but. To give you an idea how much it slowed down, one customer, I was delivering four cases of seasoning a week, and he's down to four cases a month. Uh, So it has dropped considerably. Um, We are keeping busy uh, with some website sales. That seems to be boosting right now with everybody cooking at home. Nice. Nice. And I so 
I see um, also, um, you know, online and through your posts, you go around the world. I mean, you're, you've been to Israel. I mean, you've been overseas. I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Are they hiring you to, you know, teach, um, kind of, you know, explain what, what goes on over there? So a lot of the European stuff, um, I started, first off, I went to Sweden, uh, my first place in Europe. Um, great couple over there invited us to come over, uh, teach class before their barbecue contest. Ended up getting some products made there. So I have a, uh, three flavors there, my Texas, Memphis, and Louisiana. Uh, I have made with a company in Europe and is in several stores there. So uh, I have manufactured the three as I call American barbecue flavors um, already there. And so they're manufactured in Finland. So after Sweden, I went to Finland for two years, uh, got hired to teach class there. And that went real well. Uh, went back to Finland twice and then even got the Phil, you there? And like oh. I said, Israel, Lithuania, uh, Israel, the customer there owns a winery and they have a big barbecue smoker on a trailer and uh, they cook on Fridays only. And uh, it was pretty good stuff over there. It's a good time. Oh, that's cool. Cause that's, that's gotta be a hell of an experience, you know, that, you know, like you said, Sweden and everywhere, you know, not yeah. necessarily really known for barbecue, but, you know, just to take in everything, the culture and everything, and, you know, teaching it's the barbecue cool. to everybody. Yeah, so a lot of places, uh, sometimes when I'm in that, especially the Netherlands, that's where my uh, trips have been near Amsterdam area. Uh, we've got a few stores in the outline area of Amsterdam to sell our products, so we'll go to those stores and do a little demo one day and teach a class uh, with using our products. Nice. Now, what type of meats are they like, um, you know, you, are you smoking over there? You know, you're doing roughly the same types, you know, pork butts, briskets, or, you know, is it, are you doing their cuisine or their, you know, type of meats? Um, I didn't hear you there. I, I had a phone call coming in. I cleared uh, it. Um, what What's popular to, to smoke over there? Um you know, you're doing pork butts, briskets, you know, ribs, or are you doing, you know, other types of... So they have a KCBS there as well, and the steak uh, SCA there. So a lot of guys are cooking steaks now. Um, the whole culture there seems to be a little bit, I won't say as bigger or as big as here, but it just seems like everybody is interested in cooking in the backyard. Uh they have some different cuts. They have a lot of the South American cuts, like the pina, pincana, and uh, uh, a lot of beef there. Uh, I've even uh, had horse there as well. Oh, how does it taste? Uh, it, you'd probably never guess it if somebody didn't tell you. But yeah. once they tell you, you kind of get that little <laughs> feel of it. But uh, I thought it was delicious. I had a great uh, horse steak. Horse steak, okay. That's different. <laughs> that is for sure different. Yeah, yeah. It's it was a little different, but uh, it's very very enjoyable. And uh, everywhere I've went, people have been nothing but hospitable. Uh, really enjoy getting to travel. Um, as I say, barbecue's been very very good to me. 
Yeah, I can't ever say I've had horse. I, I know there's been a few horses I would have loved to carve up on Kentucky Derby Day that uh, <laughs> that did me wrong, but uh, <laughs> so is the life, I suppose. Right. All right. Phil, hang on one second. We're going to take a quick okay. break, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, Mike, try to turn that uh, volume down a little bit more. Attention, cigar smokers or even friends of a cigar smoker. If you're looking to relax with a nice premium cigar or looking for a great gift for a cigar smoker, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com have created the Cigar of the Month Club. For just $24.99 per month, you or your friend will receive four different premium handmade cigars every month, and shipping and handling is included. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and go to the Cigar of the Month Club. You can stop anytime because there's no contract, but you won't because this is a tremendous deal for our listeners. Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and click the Cigar of the Month Club. At the same time, if you want to learn about the cigars you receive each month, you can smoke along with them on their own podcast called The Cigar Authority. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a nice premium cigar from our friends at twoguyscigars.com. And we are back. Hey, Mike, say something. Is that better? So far. Yeah, you, better? Better? you have this, like like I said, it's, it's almost like that flatline whining sound. I turned down my, um, my, spe- my actual speaker audio and I turned up the mic audio a little bit. Yeah, so far, right now, it's absolutely silent. It's perfect. Okay, perfect. Now, Phil, what would you say? Uh, what would you say your most popular rub is to this day? My po- most popular rub is Memphis Mud. Now, would you consider that like your, um, like your AP out of your line? So, I, people ask me sometimes uh, if I was to only get to have one rub, what would it be? I might would go with my Louisiana rub. It's more of an all-purpose rub than than this one, but uh, I do use Memphis mud on just about everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. I'm 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 not I'm not laughing at you. Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, Mike C. Mike C. says uh, you need a Hugh Hefner robe. <laughs> <laughs> Next show. Next show. And also, Phil, we do have a a question or comment for you in the chat. <laughs> yeah. From uh, from our good friend Steve Coddington. Hey, uh, can you tell us about the camel? The camel. The camel. The camel. Camel. I don't, camel I don't like a hump or a camel like camouflage. Hump. Riding camel camels. No, yeah, the, I'm not, the, the audience I'm not wanted to, the audience wanted to know about the camel, as in the uh, horse-like creature from <laughs> from northern Africa that the indigenous people would ride around on their humps. <laughs> Look at the big brain on you. Eh. It's not that big. Not ringing a bell. No, Bubba stumped you. Bubba, he stumped me. <laughs> now he said Memphis steak, camel steak. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, you got us on that one, Bubba. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, but yeah, okay, Phil, we were talking about the Memphis mode. You had already hit on the Bistec seasoning. Yep. Um, you got a few other here, and they, they sound phenomenal. So what, what was behind the Greek Mafia? So the Greek Mafia is a Greek seasoning salt uh, for the most part. Uh, I first called it Low Country, and uh, I changed the name after about a year because I, I wanted to come out with a, a boil seasoning. I wanted to call Low Country. So I figured, well, let's just call it what it is. It's Greek, so why not call it the Greek Mafia? Nice, nice. Now, what? Obviously, if it's going to have something Greek. It's got to. It's got to be killer with lamb. Oh, it, it's it's unbelievable. I actually use it about every day. It's probably the most used seasoning that I have now. Um, I I start it in the morning with I have gravy or eggs. I always put a little bit of that Greek in it. It just seems to work on everything. So, like, like some guys even using it as a base coat on their briskets now. Okay, like would it would it have a how do how do you, how do you pronounce it? Is it the ziki sauce? Did, did it have like that dill? Bite so there's to no it? dill in it. No, so it does have a, a little bit of herbiness to it. Okay, and uh, a little bit of um, uh, like a lemon at the end. Oh, that is, that does sound great. You know, lamb, yeah, even it's, even it's chicken, good. or even you know a turkey, you know, poultry. That would be phenomenal with. Yes. Really good on chicken. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Then uh, then we have, we just, we hit the Memphis mud. You know, I'm always a big fan of, of, of the heat myself. So you yeah. also have a, a Louisiana Bayou. So the Louisiana Bayou uh, is a great off-purpose rub. Uh, it does have a little bit of heat. Uh, but there again, it's it's really good on everything, uh, the ribs, the pork butt. Uh, one of the really things that I like to have it on is uh, salmon, that it's great on salmon. Now, does the heat level um, go down a little bit after cooking, or does the heat? Slightly. Lightly. Lightly. Nice. Now, what's what's your dipping sauce? Is it, is it a barbecue sauce? Is it a so I call the dipping sauce just to be different, but it is just a barbecue sauce. Uh, Memphis mud spice is the only spice in that sauce. Um, there again, I, I just wanted it to be different instead of calling it a regular barbecue sauce. Uh, it's slightly sweet and uh, and vinegary. Oh, nice! Hi, nice. See, I'm a I'm a big fan. I love the vinegary sauces. Yes, I, I I I don't know if it's, if it's the t the tartness, the tang to it, you know, you know. Obviously, some some sauces can be very sweet, almost too sweet, over too sweet. like over overpowering. But then well, that tang kicks in, and that for yeah. me, I like I like the tang. Yeah, for sure. I'm the yeah. I'm the same way. Yep. Now, um, so pork mafia, they you know you've done rubs, you do sauces, um, you know, apparel masks. Um, but you also do, you know, restaurant consulting, um, you know, you're, you're still doing that. Um, you know, you're still yeah. going to be doing catering and, and yeah. vending classes as well. So, uh, the only classes I've really taught in the States is, um, at culinary institutes, uh, one in uh, Myrtle beach, South Carolina. I've taught at, um, the last one I did was in Louisiana at Nichols state, uh, culinary department. Those are always fun because uh, the culinary students 
really don't get anything on barbecue. So when you get to talk to a group of students that is wanting to learn, um, it's, it's, it makes it a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. A kid, um, who I have, uh, Vinny, who I have, uh, you know, working with me, um, he actually is, um, well, right now, nothing, but, um, he's graduating from the Culinary Institute of America. And, you know, again, you know, just a cook, you know, chef, you know, and, um, but he's out, he was, before this happened, he was doing his internship at Hometown Barbecue. Yes. So, you know, that, that's a pretty uh, good gig right there. Good school at oh, yeah. CIA. Yep. Now, um, are you going to be doing anything online? Are you going to, you know, kind of do any teaching or demonstration or, you know, just with all this going on? So there is a lot of, I see a lot of chefs doing it. It all looks great. Um, I did have a little conversation with a, a one of my top chef friends from Philadelphia said uh, maybe we would get something going next month. So we'll see. Maybe maybe something online will work out. Nice, definitely. That would be awesome. Nice. Well, the, the, Mike, the, uh, I can't believe we haven't even gone, haven't even hit it yet. How did you come up with, or what's a, is there a story behind the name Pork Mafia? Yeah. Because I, oh, yeah. I just love that name. Good question. So... I first got into uh, wanting to cater whole pigs. Uh, so I went to South Carolina to my friend Jack Waver's class uh, 10 or 20 years ago, maybe now I think it was, and uh, was really interested in whole pigs and came back to Chicago, started catering whole pigs and uh, got asked to help cook a pig at a friend of mine's bar up near Wrigley. So as it was getting close to being done, we we're all four or five of us sitting around and some guy walked up and snapped a picture and said, man, you guys look like the pork mafia. So I said, well, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that, that, that's, a, that's a great name. You know, I, I think anything you can throw mafia on at the end of it, you know, it works. It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's now when you when you do pigs, do you um you know how do you prefer? Do you prefer you know lying them on so the back? The best way to cook them is on their back. Um, I mean for their, for contests and for show, of course, running style. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody likes to see the shiny skin and and so forth and the head. But I think for the flavor, the best is just to leave it thing on its back, and uh, it kind of acts like a big bowl at the time, and you can just get it all mixed up. I end up just pulling the bones out, mixing it all up, throw a little more rub on it, and that's the best eating right there. Oh, nice. Now, are you, are you smoking those in a, uh, C, a DW, CTO DW? So, uh, I no longer have the DW. Uh, right now, I have an Alvaron-style cooker, which is wood or propane, okay. and uh, they cook pigs pretty damn good. Um, you can kind of just turn it up when you need to and turn it down when you don't need it. Um, so I actually like cooking like a 150 pound pig and I don't mind it taking, you know, 20 hours or so. I like to cook them pretty low. Nice. Uh, did, did you have any, uh, possible public secrets on the whole hog cooking or, you know, you know, Uh, you see a lot of guys, uh, like packing the tenderloin with, you know, sausage or, you know, throwing a brisket underneath it. It's great. It's a great idea to add a little more flavor. Um, but for me, it's uh, 
I actually don't even like cooking pork butts no more. I'd rather just have a whole pig. If I'm going to have pork, I want whole pig style, whole hog. I'm, yeah. I'm missing Memphis in May. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people fuck. They're, they're, they're all, I know Memphis and May is canceled. Mike, didn't you say they were, either they canceled or they were think, talking about canceling the Royal? Well, the, um, the sauce competition for the Royal got, got moved out. So they're still doing it, but that got postponed. Um, the Royal, I believe that got postponed for later in the year. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, in Memphis in May, it's supposed to be uh, like the last weekend in September now. Yeah, and they're probably all going to go that route. Nice, nice. Uh, what else we have? We got uh, we got your steak and burger seasoning, and then the Texas Gold. Which so I- Texas Gold is another one. So that's like my second best seller. Um, I actually like mixing the Memphis and Texas together a little bit, and uh, it's a mustard base. So I went with the mustard base on that because uh, the old school Texas brisket guys would slather and a lot of people still slather with mustard and then put the rub on. Uh, so with this rub, you actually don't have to slather. I already got the mustard in the rub. And then of course, salt, black pepper, a uh, little ancho chili is in that one just to balance it out. Ooh. Um, but it worked pretty damn good. Awesome. Ben, you're going to learn anything that whenever they have anything with a little spice to it. Piques my interest. I just like how tickled you got with that. Ooh. I, I like spice. What like do you it. want from me? No. I Go like back it. and watch the uh, Coco Loco challenge. That was too spice. Too much spice. Now, when you, when you say um, it's got mustard in it, you know, just mustard powder or is it dehydrated mustard? So it's, uh, it is mustard powder. Okay. Um, that uh, is the base of it. Huh. That's interesting. All right. Uh, Steve Coddington, uh, Memphis and May, they moved till October. Okay, October. Now, now you're still going out. And, uh, so that, the first time that I, I met you was um, at an MBBQA event. Um, you know, uh, you know was, I haven't been in a couple of years. I just ended up, uh, a lot of times that's been when I was going overseas. Uh, I was around that same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, they, if it happens, I know it was going to be in Louisville this year and got canceled. Yeah. But uh, if it works out, yeah, I'd love to go back. Now, are you going to try and go to, you know, some of the, like the Memphis and May or some of the comps just to, Definitely. you know. So, uh, in Memphis and May, I cook with uh, the Pig Beach restaurant guys. So, mm-hmm. that's uh, the base of our team is from New York. And uh, we cook under the Salty Rinse Barbecue. Okay. Nice. And, um, and you're part of the, um, you also um, cook for the, what is it, the, um, uh, like it's in New York, the, like Big Apple, uh. Pig. Uh, so I have I've been have been at the Big Apple. Okay. Um, I went there for Pappy's out of St. Louis. I was with them uh, one year. It's a great event too. I hope hopefully they get to do that again. Yeah, it looks looks like a good time. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they just start doing a lot of stuff again. Definitely. Um, I heard somebody say cabin fever set, but you know uh, today outside it's about uh, near eighty degrees here, so cabin fever is hitting here also. Oh wow, it's beautiful over there. Now, um, so what do you what do you got for a smoker? Uh, what are you doing? You know, whole backyard stuff. So backyard, I got an egg, and um, I have a um, a drum. Uh, I really like cooking on drums. Drums is probably my favorite thing to cook on in the backyard. You could just cook anything on a drum. 
Now, do you hang or do you just put them on the racks or both? Uh, I, on the drum, I, I use both racks. And on the egg, uh, I just have the one at, you know, a lid level. There's no double racks in the egg. All right. <clears throat> Phil, I got, I, I got one last question for you. Sure. Uh-oh. How did the goatee come about? And it, has it become your trademark, so to speak? So when I stopped, so I was in the construction, and when I was got out of construction, I, I, I kind of just said this was my effort, you know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, and I had it trimmed. Uh, I went to Louisiana to a friend's barber shop a couple years ago, and he, like, cut half of it off. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. See, I've, I've tried to do it. I'd, I'd love to have a little extra, but it, after a certain length, it just drives me but crazy. Yeah, and I, uh, I recently stopped shaving my lips, so the hair is starting to grow there. It's driving me nuts oh, right now. Because that, that's what it gets. I get the little pieces in the corner, yep. and I sit here with my tongue out of the of my mouth like a fool all day long and not even right. know it either. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Ah, I got a long one. I missed one, and... You know, just sitting there like a jackass with my looking, trying to look like the Rolling Stones logo or something. <laughs> well, Phil, oh, just um, getting home, so I switch locations. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Um, so, where can everybody find you, social media wise, websites, and you know, I, I I would say any upcoming events, but they've uh, so website is porkmafia.us. And the Facebook page is the same. On Instagram, uh, if you look up Pork Mafia Boss or Phil Wingo, you should find me. Awesome, awesome. Um, any new products in the works? Or? Uh, so I definitely want to get uh, a boil seasoning. Um, Ooh. That's something that um, I'm getting into the boiling. Uh, I got into those as I started going to Louisiana and South Carolina doing uh, the boucheries. Um, the boucherie is actually where we would do the whole whole pig where it's processed, butchered, cooked, and eaten all in the same Wow. That must be excellent. I don't know if I could watch the, you know, the, the butchering part. Um, yeah, sounds uh, that's actually why I, I started getting into those is because I wanted to know exactly where my food was coming from, and there's nothing like seeing it happen right in front of you. Oh yeah, I bet. What, what, what the hell are you talking about, Mike? Didn't, didn't didn't you take a butchering class? I did, but the pig was already killed, so the pig was already dead, and then they cut the pig in half lengthwise, and that's how you know they teach you and show you all the different cuts and, and parts of it. Okay, can, can I can but I? I was running around and I had to name it and stuff. Oh, well, fun. first off, don't name nothing. And the yeah. second off, always follow this rule: you can't grill it till you kill it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. No you know, problem. It's very yeah, much thank appreciated. So thank you, guys. You know, you know, four, four, uh, five. Four or five o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday can, uh, can is a little tough for some people. So re- seriously, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk uh, to us and, uh, and introducing people for for sure. Introducing people to uh, who didn't know of Pork Mafia.
you know, hopefully they'll uh, found some interest in it and uh, give it all a shot because it sounds absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Phil. So, buddy, you got anything? I'm good. Nice, nice. Um, Daisy just dragging. It's like Groundhog Day. Oh, my God. It is getting ridiculous. You know, but you're staying safe out there. I'm doing whatever I can. You know, I got to go home and uh, go, uh, get the, uh, yeah, he's already home. <laughs> do, do the old, um, the new routine of straight into the shower and all this. But, hey, we got to do what we got to do to stay safe on this one. But uh, next week, folks, our good friend Ray Sheehan of Barbecue Booter is going to be joining us. On Tuesday, next Tuesday, April 14th. And it is also the release date of his new cookbook. And. Oh, Boomer! (coughs) Of course, he doesn't say a damn word. I'll I'll pull in the driveway and Boomer starts barking his head off. Now I'm staring at him on the screen and nothing. Yeah, so next week, uh, yeah, Ray Sheehan, the new cookbook. Um, they'll definitely be asking him about some recipes in there. And uh, yeah, I know, I know, we've done a couple teaser posts with a few, a few of the pictures, and you know, couldn't get into the recipes part because of yeah. obviously the book isn't out. But uh, right. did a few teaser pics on that, so you know, Andy go check t- that out. You can still uh, pre-order. And he had uh, Tyler Florence give him a shout out the other day. Yes, he did. I saw that. That's, that's pretty good, actually. You know, and uh, also, um, Ray had said oh. we are going to be doing next week not one, but two giveaways. So, two lucky winners next week. One winner will receive a copy of the cookbook, and the second winner is going to uh, receive both of uh, Ray's sauces. Oh, nice. So we'll uh, we'll figure out a way to do that in the chat. We might do the old number trick. Nice. Screenshot my uh, screen where the chat starts, and you know, first person to throw a certain number out there wins the yeah. ball. And, but we'll fi- we'll figure it out. And I want to wish my uh, my mother and father a uh, happy anniversary. Oh, my <laughs> buddy Frank! Snuck it in. Absolutely happy birth! Uh, happy birthday! Happy anniversary, guys! Congratulations! How many years there, buddy? <laughs> really? What? Really? How dare you, sir? Oh, if you ask my sister, she wouldn't know. Either. I well, I'll guarantee Michelle wouldn't know. <laughs> you would? Oh, you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get a call from you Frank. You're, you're gonna get a call from Frank. Frank, if he was here, I'd give him a smack in the back of the head for that one. But, all right, buddy. You stay safe over there, pal. You too. I'm doing my best. All right, folks. That's it for this week. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. Um, On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. You'll be, uh, every time we upload a new episode, you'll get the notification and you have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. Uh, On social media, find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at PitLifeBBQ. Questions or comments, please send them to PitLifeBBQPodcast at gmail.com. And like always, folks, please subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. You know, we're still, uh, 
hitting it live, trying, still trying to, uh, very important to bring some normalcy to everybody. So, did you just stick your eye up to the camera? 47 years. 47 years. Good Lord. Your mother is a saint. If I know yes. my buddy Frank. <laughs> Frank has a little wild side. I think that's why me and him get along so good. So, right, 47 years. Wow. <laughs> nice. All right, yes. folks. Stay safe out there. Be smart about it. And uh, till next week, keep that keep smoke rolling. and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.